The Infertility Podcast is a place of inspiration for every season in life, a resource where listeners can be encouraged to push past obstacles and be motivated by individual stories. The premise of infertility is understanding the season you are in and realizing that there are strategies that can be implemented to enjoy a fertile season. Now on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Infertility Podcast. As you may be aware, October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. And last year, around this time, I've had this special guest on the podcast, um, Fabiola. So thank you, Fabiola, for joining. No problem. (laughs) And so much can change in a year, and we're going to get into that in a moment. Um, So Fabiola, if this is, uh, you know, the listeners listeners first time um you know hearing your voice can you just give us a brief description of who you are what you do any personal or professional highlights that you would like to share before we get into the questions okay well as you said um my name is fabiola i've been married to my husband for this year makes five years and um me and my husband own a transportation company in orlando Awesome. Awesome. And you are a mother of two and we'll get into that in a moment. Um, So before um, we get into like the nitty gritty of, you know, how everything has changed in Mm -hmm. a year, one of the questions I've been asking uh, individuals who come on the podcast to be interviewed is why do you feel infertility is such a taboo subject? So for me, I think the reason why it's such a taboo subject is, one, I know people don't want others to know that they may have an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for me, when I first had um, my ongoing struggles, um, I didn't want to share with anybody because, one, I didn't want people to feel bad for me. And two, I just didn't want people to know that I had a problem that I was dealing with. Yeah. And I think another reason, the reason why, I felt that way because society tries to make it seem like you're less than because mm. of this situation. So as a woman, it's like, oh, well, this is supposed to happen naturally. And because it didn't happen as naturally as you thought it would, it makes you feel like you're less than. And I know that was one of the reasons why I didn't share or I didn't talk about it much with others. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Um, no so you, you said you're, you were, you're married, um, mm-hmm. but prior to that, you know, prior to getting married, did you have a, what we call a fertility story? So did you have kind of like a plan of what you wanted to see, um, you know, married by 25, children by mm-hmm. 27? Did you have like an outline of kind of what you wanted to see or, you know, what we call a fertility story? Yes, definitely. I think every every woman has their <laughs> story. Has their plan. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know for me, I, I wanted to be married by 21. Like I wanted to just graduate from college and then just be married. So I wanted to be married at 21. I wanted to, you know, wait a year or two and then start having kids, maybe 22, 23, and be done having kids. I wanted to have three kids and be done having kids by the age of 29. Okay. And how has that differentiated from the reality of all, you know, that's happened? So I didn't get married at 21. Um, (laughs) I got married at 24. Um, I had my first child at 26. And then I had my second child right before my 29th birthday. So I was 28 at the time. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, how did you deal with the um, kind of dissonance or the differentiation between reality and kind of what you had planned out for your fertility story? Um, I think the marriage part, I mean, I was, I was dating um, my husband at the time that I was 21 and mentally I wasn't ready yet. If I would have gotten married at 21, I don't mm-hmm. think I would have had, <laughs> it wouldn't have been a good thing. Um, I think I was still a little too young at the time mentally to be um, preparing myself for marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say with the children though, um, I definitely wanted to start having kids within like a year of marriage. So when it didn't happen, it was, it was definitely um, frustrating uh, to say the least, but um I think the, I don't want to get too much into, I know we're going to answer that in another question, but mm-hmm. I guess the timeline of, um, of how, or the reason why um, in the process to get to the children was, was just hard. So mm-hmm. I think that's the reason why I would say my fertility story was a little bit sad or, frustrating or depressing at times is because of the journey it took to get to where I wanted to be. Right, right. And so can you remind us of your infertility journey? So some some may, you know, have been listening and they and they know your story from last year, but if we have someone that's listening for the first time, can you kind of go over what happened during your infertility infertility journey from having, you know, no children, miscarriages to now having two children? Yes. So, um, I got married in 2015. Um, and immediately from marriage, I decided that I wanted to be, I wanted to be on birth control because I wasn't ready to have kids right away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, my body did not react well to birth control. So about six months into that, I actually, um, took, out the birth control. I had a IUD. Okay. Um, a month, I would say a month later, I got pregnant. Um, so we were pretty shocked. We definitely wasn't planning it. We we're like, whoa, where did this come from? We didn't think it was going to happen that quickly. Um, so I go to my first doctor's appointment and the doctor tells me, um, okay, well, you have to go to see if there's a viable heartbeat. So it's like, okay, no problem. So we go to the first um, ultrasound and they didn't find a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we could probably have the dates wrong of when you actually conceive. So come back next week. So I come back next week and it's still no heartbeat. So um, I go back to my doctor and he's like, okay, well, you have two choices. I can give you a medication right now and you can miscarry this baby today. Or I can, you can let it happen naturally. So I was still in denial. I was like, no, there's no way that I'm carrying a baby that has no heartbeat. Like, there's mm-hmm. just no way. So I decided to go. If, if that was, you know, was, if that was going to happen, then I was going to let it happen naturally. So um, from that appointment, I would say I probably miscarried about six weeks later. Wow. So I was home. And, um, I was kind of spotting like for a few days before. Um, so I was home and I felt like I felt the urge to go to the bathroom. So I got up and by the time I sat on the toilet, there was blood gushing everywhere. There was blood all over my floor in my bathroom. 
and I just couldn't stop bleeding. Um, ended up calling my husband. He was way too far. He was closer to the hospital than he was to the to our house. So my aunt that lives in our neighborhood, she um, came and picked me up, and we went to the emergency room. They couldn't stop the bleeding for hours. Um, oh, wow. My hemoglobin went from a 12 to a 4 or 6, I believe it was, in like 30, like 30 minutes to an hour. Um, they ended up having to transfer me to another hospital because they just couldn't figure out what to do with me. Wow. Um, I ended up passing out and having to have um, two blood transfusions with that one. So that was a little bit scary because the doctor was like, he thought I was going to bleed out because of how much blood I lost um, with that one. So that one was really hard um, emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. That took a lot from me. Um, the fact that one, that you know, I lost a child. And then the second the thought of I could have almost lost my own life. Um, so that was emotionally hard for me and my husband. So that was in, um, that was June 30th, 2016. So then, um, we waited and about, we waited like two months, I believe. And then we decided to try again in two or three months. We decided to try again that September of that year. Um, and I ended up getting pregnant right away again and it seemed like everything was going well at first and then eight almost eight weeks I was like seven weeks and a few days and I ended up miscarrying again at home in the same bathroom um had the same feeling where I had to get up and use the bathroom and end up miscarrying again that one wasn't as bad as the first one when it comes to the amount of blood that I lost. Okay. Because um, I was hospitalized for a few days with the first one. The second one, I was sent home um, that later that evening when the blood um, slowed down. So that one really got me depressed because I'm like, you know, my pastor told me it was time to get pregnant again. And I'm just sitting here like, wait, God, you know, I heard from you. My husband heard from you. You're telling us to try again. And we tried again. And, and this, this is what, what happens. happens. Yeah. So, I mean, am I not hearing? Because I'm like, okay, am I not hearing from God? Is my husband not hearing from God? Is my pastor not hearing from God? Like, right. You know, so that really got me down. And I was just like, you know what? I don't even want to think about trying again. I'm just going to take a break from all of that. And then the next year in 2017, I had went to a women's conference. And um, I heard clearly from God during the conference to, um, to try again. And that was in a season where I wasn't even thinking about children at all. I was just not even thinking about kids at right. all. Just dealing with other things. We just started our business not too long ago. So that was really our biggest focus. So when I came back from my women's conference, I told my husband about it. And um, my husband was at first kind of like, whoa, you know, where did this mm-hmm. come from? And so it's so funny that same Sunday we went to church and our, my pastor had um, called us up and told us that um, we needed to believe and try again for another child. So he told us that and I probably got pregnant a few days, like less than two weeks later, I got wow. pregnant and I found out that I was pregnant um, with that child. So from that moment, it was pretty, uh, a little bit scary. It was exciting, but I was, didn't want to get too excited mm-hmm. because I was like, is this going to happen again? Am I going to miscarry again? So um, we didn't tell our family for a long time until we knew for sure. Um, I think I told my family probably when I was like 11 weeks is when I told them. 
And then we started telling a few friends and family when I was like 12 weeks. And I think that's when we were, we felt comfortable enough to, to share with uh, others that we were pregnant. Um, and everything was going okay so far in the pregnancy. And then about at 20 weeks, I found out that I have a short cervix and okay. I had to get something called a cerclage. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much a stitch that they do to close your cervix so that the baby, you don't have a, a, a early labor or, um, or a late, uh, I think it's called a late, late term miscarriage is what they call it. So, um, they had to get that. And that was like an emergency surgery. Like I went in on Monday and I had that surgery that same week. So that was a little bit scary to find out that I had to do that because then I was put on bed rest for the rest of the pregnancy. And the doctors kept telling me like, we don't know if you're going to have a premature baby. We don't know when you're going to deliver. So every week was like, okay, you passed this week, but we don't know if you're going to make it to this week. We don't know if you're going to make it to this week to the point where I actually end up having a full term baby at 40 weeks exactly so they were pretty shocked because when I first saw them they didn't even think I was going to make it to 28 29 weeks so seeing that I actually had a full-term baby at 40 weeks was definitely a blessing and a miracle within itself Mm -hmm. so um fast forward to six months later from having my son I end up finding I was finding out I was pregnant again and um Everything seemed okay the first eight weeks when we went in because I had a miscarriage with, I mean, because I had a surclage with my son, I actually had to do another um, surclage with every pregnancy going forward. Okay. So we went in to get the consultation with the doctor and the um, tech, the person that was working on the, uh, working with us, she was like, Oh, your baby is, you're pretty much told us our baby's dead in the rudest way. Wow. And um, yeah, she was like, yeah, well, this is the end of your pregnancy. There's no heartbeat. And just walked out the room. And I was just devastated because I'm like, what is going on? What do you mean there's no, you know, so then the doctor came and talked to us and later came to find out that um, the baby that, so I ended up having to have a DNC where Mm -hmm. they actually had to remove, I had to have the baby removed. and later to find out that it was a, it was a little girl. The, mm-hmm. They never told me at the hospital, but I was going through some records one day and I found out, oh, it was a girl. So that even got me more like, oh Upset. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty, that was pretty tough um, dealing with, with that. And um, so I think that one hit me pretty hard um, because I, Later on, finding out that it was a girl, I think that was that was very tough for me. But um, and then around that time, I was planning my husband's surprise party. It was so much going on the day when I found out that um, the baby had no heartbeat. So it was just it was That's extremely a lot. yeah, it was, and just dealing with it. And you know, family is trying to help me with everything, but um, emotionally, it was it was definitely a lot for me. And then, so fast forwarding, I guess, to then fast forwarding to, to now, mm-hmm. um, I ended up getting pregnant again in, um, in October. So of last year. And what's so funny is yes. we had our interview in October of last year. Yes, <laughs> And exactly. you were talking about 
you know, yeah, we're going to try for a second one and this, that, and the third. And then mm-hmm. here we are. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because when we had the interview, uh-huh. I I was thinking about trying again, but we, I know when we talked, I didn't have a date yet. I didn't Correct. know when I was ready to start again. And it was literally a random baby fever. And I told my husband, I think I'm ready. Like we, my cousin had recently had a baby and that was my godson. And I just held him in my arms and I told my husband, I I need another baby. I want another baby. Like, (laughs) and he was like, are you ready? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I talked to my doctors and just, you know, I was like, I think I'm ready. I I think I'm ready. I just, (laughs) and it's so crazy because we literally had just, probably had the interview like a few days before that yes and I didn't even and I was like not sure Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to sometime between like 2020 and 2021 correct but I was definitely didn't know I was going to be trying within the the next two weeks (laughs) so so when November came and I found out that I was pregnant I was I was like wait oh my gosh I can't I mean I know I said it but I didn't think it was going to be that quick. So, um, so yeah. So with that journey, it was, um, of course with all of them, knowing the risk and talking to my doctors, it's always like, I, I felt like I didn't want to get myself too excited because I'm like, okay, well, you know, what's going to happen? Is it going to be the same thing again? Is it going to be two pregnancies and I mean, two miscarriages and then a, a, then a full-term pregnancy is, is that, you know, something like the pattern, yeah, so I was like, I, I don't understand. know what my body is going to do. So I didn't want to get too excited for it, but then I didn't want to stress about it either. And then working full-time in our business, and that was taking up so much of our time, I really tried my hardest to, this time around, not stress. Mm-hmm. You know, with with my other pregnancies, I felt like I, I definitely stressed about it. I definitely Googled every symptom, every little thing that I felt. But I felt like this this time around, because of everything that was going on in our lives at the moment, I didn't really even get time to to be stressed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so this was this was definitely a different journey. And then COVID hit, so it was yes. like <laughs> everything changed after that. It was like, oh my gosh! So now I'm I wasn't stressed before, but now it's like oh, wait, you're pregnant and COVID's out there. We don't know how it's going to affect pregnant women. We don't know how what it's going to do to your unborn Crazy. child because there was really no research about it. Correct. So my doctors, everything changed. I mean, my husband could no longer go to any appointments with me. Mm. So I was going to every appointment by myself. He couldn't go to any ultrasounds, um, anything at all. So that was just so different because he was there with our son with, at all Everything. of our appointments. Yeah. yeah. So this time around, he couldn't do anything. And and for me, you know, it was my second child. So it it didn't feel it I felt bad that he couldn't be there, but he's at least got to experience it once. But when yeah. I was in the waiting room talking to first time moms, they're like, I want my husband to be here. Yeah. I want to experience this. And I felt so bad and talking to all the people that had to cancel baby showers. I know my baby shower is canceled. And I didn't do a gender reveal or anything like that. Um, this time around. So it was just, it was definitely different. Um, Even birthing a baby during COVID, I had to wear a mask the whole 18 hours I was in labor. So it was like, (laughs) 
I was like 18 hours in a mask. Yeah. So that was definitely different. Um, you know, no visitors coming to the hospital, you know, can't, can only have one person with you. So it was, it was such a different experience, but mm-hmm. it was actually in a sense a blessing. Um, me and my husband talk about it because it was like, it was such an intimate moment. Yeah. Just me and him and the baby, we got to just, it was just us versus, you know, when I had my son, it was like a visitor, a visitor, a visitor. A revolving like door. <laughs> it, yes. So it was, ne- you never really had a chance to really soak in the moment exactly exactly so it was just it was actually nice and peaceful yes (laughs) just being us three and in in our um, culture it's very mm -hmm. hard to tell people you know don't come because they will be highly offended (laughs) exactly exactly so now it's like you don't have to say this it's it's COVID. so you can't come yeah (laughs) exactly so that definitely um was something that was different versus when I had my son where there was no COVID. So there was no rules. You could do whatever you want. So this, this, this journey, the second time around, I think, um, especially being home and not, it made me value family, um, Mm -hmm. way more, uh, knowing that there's a lot of people that I know that lost family members due to COVID and during this time. So during this pregnancy, it was so much more peaceful because I was home. I got to just enjoy being home and not stressing about so many other things and just life slowing down so you could just appreciate it more. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So now you have, you know, your son, you have your daughter. Um, Is this it for you? (laughs) I think so. Um, As much as I love, um, children and I love babies and I love, you know, I, I love children, but I think for me, emotionally, Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I know I'm not saying I can't do it again, but I don't think I want to, I want to go there emotionally Mm -hmm. again, just the risk. And because I'm so, because I'm high risk, I think that, um, it's, it's a lot on me, a lot of my body having to, you know, get us get the surclash twice and then going through childbirth. I was like, okay, I think my body's been through a lot in this past four years. Yeah. Cause all of this has happened. I've been pregnant five times between 2016 and 2020. Wow. So I'm like, I have literally been pregnant every year. <laughs> so wow. um I think my body has been through so much in these past four years. So I'm like I think this this might be the end for us, mm, for okay. sure. Yeah, because I'm like, we have our boy, we have our girl. Yeah, I'm blessed to just to have the pair. Um, you have I the pair. You much, have God yes. kids. You yes, know. exactly. Yes. I'll yes. have future nieces and nephews. Correct. And you know, I have so many friends that are pregnant or getting pregnant or mm-hmm. trying right now. So I'm just like, you know what? There's always going to be babies around. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> exactly. So you, you talked a little bit about this, you know, um, pregnancy after loss. So after you suffered, mm-hmm. you know, miscarriages and um, mm-hmm. getting pregnant, how did you deal, you know, emotionally? Did you have, you know, an outlet? Like, what did you do to kind of, because it's a scary, you know, process. Once mm-hmm. you have a miscarriage, the thought of, you know, that thought kind of always creeps up in your mind is like, oh my gosh, am I going to miscarry, you know? So how did mm-hmm. you kind of navigate through that? 
Um, you mean navigate while I was pregnant? Yeah, or just... while you're pregnant with your son, while you're pregnant with your daughter. How mm-hmm. did you navigate? You know, you just suffered a loss and now you're pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, again. How did you navigate those emotions? Um, I think definitely for me is um, my my first lady wrote a confession for us, um, for me to say daily, mm-hmm. me and my husband to say daily over our, over our child, over my body, over this, over the process of the pregnancy. So I think that was definitely my faith is what kept me up. Um, my husband too, he is like my biggest cheerleader. He can tell when <clears throat> I'm not feeling good or if I'm if I'm in my head too much, and he'll remind me. You know, sending me scriptures. We'll do we'll do our morning prayers together, and there's mm-hmm. so many other things where I think honestly, it was just my faith. I, if it wasn't for God and my faith, I just I don't think I would be able to even keep trying because right. of the thought that nope, it's not going to happen for me. Um, but just being around the positivity, I think that's definitely what helped me with my first and my second especially for my daughter being home more sometimes when you're home more it's good because you get to relax but also you have more time to think yeah and when you have more time to think the devil's putting ideas in your head like Mm -hmm. oh you know you're gonna lose this baby too right oh you know this is gonna happen oh you know this is gonna happen and um like this with this pregnancy the devil kept trying to tell me that i was gonna lose my baby in a car accident wow Uh, i was gonna be pregnant and like pretty much made me fear driving even though i still drove but he was trying to tell me like you know yeah exactly like oh don't you know you know if you drive here uh, somebody's gonna hit you and you're gonna lose your baby or you're gonna have this and and that was something that it i would have to literally keep praying off and like Mm -hmm. nope that's not gonna happen nope that's not gonna happen so um definitely confessing and saying you know not saying what i think but saying what i believe amen yeah, definitely. So, you know, to conclude, um, do you have any words of encouragement or advice um, for women who are on this journey still, you know, trying to conceive? Do you have any words of encouragement or advice for any of the listeners that are um, in this season right now? Um, definitely. The biggest thing I would say is um, I know for me, um, I always said, God gave me a promise, so I, it's going to happen when it happens. Mm-hmm. So not letting stresses of life or timeline um, cause me to not believe. Because I know there's times where we were like, okay, well, you know, God, you told me this two years ago. Mm-hmm. Why is it not happening yet? And putting God on in a box and telling him, okay, this is if this is you, if this is what you promised me, it needs to be done within this time frame. Yeah. So that's my biggest thing I would always tell people is don't stress, don't give up, um, and don't compare your journey to anyone else. Yeah. So that's that's one thing. Definitely do not compare your journey to anyone else because I know there's times where I was going through my losses and then I'm speaking to other people and they're like, oh man, I'm I'm pregnant again. Like, oh great. What am I like? You know, and you're just like, yes. Uh, like, and you're I just really want to have a baby. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you know, you're mad that you're pregnant again. While I'm here, like, I just want to have a child. You know, mm-hmm. so definitely the big that is one thing I, I kept saying to myself. Like, do not compare your journey to other people. Um, you know, you're not less than because of what you're going through, which is mm-hmm. sometimes what society tries to make. You know, make you make it seem like sometimes. 
Yes, definitely. Your journey is your journey and do not yes. compare. I love it. Yes. Um, so I know you're a busy woman, you're a businesswoman, you're a whole <laughs> wife, mom. Um, how can we keep in touch with you? If the listeners want to keep in touch with you, how can they um, connect with you? Um, most, I mean, I would say probably be on my um, Instagram. I definitely am pretty transparent and I talk about different struggles I have with um, whether it be, you know, throughout my pregnancy journey, I was public about, you know, different things that I went through. Um, I'm pretty public about, you know, anything marriage wise and children wise and, you know, struggles of motherhood Mm -hmm. and different things like that. So my Instagram is love faith me. Um, and you can always follow me on there and continue to watch my journey. Awesome. Thank you so much, Fabiola, for taking the time to be on this episode. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Ciao. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister. Or you can visit my website which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.